Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week we demystify digital marketing and help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. We'll cover the right plan to get your amazing business growing online, along with tips and tricks from our upcoming playbook, as well as insights from successful people in the industry. If you're in a B2B business and would like to see your marketing work for you, then this is the podcast for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, with the right plan, anyone can grow their business online. Hello and welcome back to the B2B playbook podcast. Kev, long weekend coming up. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited too. A few more admin things to get out of the way, but then we're on to the weekend. That's what you use your weekend for is admin though. And that's what you look (laughs) forward to. Well, George, I'm trying to clear the decks this weekend so I can actually get out and about, but hopefully the weather doesn't ruin that for us. (laughs) Your life is one big checklist. (laughs) Christine tells me that all the time. (laughs) Well, I'll be using my time far less productively. Speaking of your downtime, George, you were telling me earlier you're using some of your digital marketing skills and learnings to hack some things in your personal life. What are you getting at, Kevin? I don't know know what you're talking about. There's certain things that you're doing on Bumble to hack the algorithm, isn't there? Mate, I'm not even on Bumble. Shows how well you listen, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I I am on Hinge, okay? I I can't be on Bumble. I need to get the first word in. Well, George, all this is channels that I will probably never touch. Well, it's actually kind of relevant. I guess it's relevant for our listeners. So maybe will I will I tell them what I've been up to? Any illustration of the concepts that will help our listeners, I say go for it. Okay. Well, Kevin, we always talk about how if you want to dominate on a platform or if you want to get more visibility on a platform, there's a simple principle that you can take to do that. And that is give the algorithm what it wants. The algorithm always wants more data. If you give it more data and more attention, then it's going to start operating in favor of you to reward you. So what are you giving to Hinge? Okay, so Kevin, you're an engaged man. Uh, You should have been married in October, so you won't know this. Some listeners will know that on Hinge, there is a, a paid feature to like boost your profile to get more visibility. It's like the same thing as boosting a post. What I realized is Hinge, in a way, kind of 
how do I say this, Kevin? It organizes people in pools. To the end user, it looks like you're in a pool of attractiveness, right? It, it puts you in pools that it thinks that you probably match with you. Like, so I'm not getting the supermodels. Like, that's that's just not the pool that I'm in. And I've noticed, well, I noticed that over the last month, all of a sudden, I had been relegated to several lower pools than what I had been operating in before. Well, we do run a podcast, George. I mean, <laughs> Facebook podcast, Facebook radio. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, I'd been relegated and I was thinking, well, obviously Hinge is getting some data and they're thinking that I'm just not as attractive as I as I think I am. And they've relegated <laughs> me into into lower pools. And I was thinking, well, how can I climb back up these other pools? Well, Hinge has a feature on it, Kevin, which lets you go through people that you've matched previously, like in the all time that you've, you've used Hinge. And as you know, I've been single for some time. And you can swipe on that, on those people, and you can actually tell Hinge that you've met that person. And you then ask you, would you like to see someone like this again in the future? Uh. Now, what I thought was... If I give some feedback to Hinge, because there's no way that people are really using that feature, I think. I just think people think it's weird. Like, the other person doesn't get notified. I just think people think it's creepy. But I thought to myself, what if I went back through my history, went to the more attractive people, which I had at least spoken or matched with before, and told Hinge by swiping on it that we had met beforehand and I would like to see more of these people again? Well, you're sneaky, George. You're sneaky. Let's just say, Kevin, I am rocketing up through the legs. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, with the lockdown, there's absolutely no result on the end of this. But I just found it so interesting how you could just essentially manipulate this algorithm by giving it what it wants, and then you, in a way, get what you want. Well, there you go, listeners. George has uh, just shown you another way that you can use the principles we're talking about. Uh, for your personal life as well. Getting the reach and the quality of traffic that you need on Hinge. <laughs> Don't make it sound so... Um, actually, no, you know what? You didn't make it sound dirty because it's not. It's just playing a game, right? That's all it is. That's it. Making the most out of the algorithm. And, you know, like all good businesses, even during, uh, especially during downturns, you still need to do branding. That's it. That's it. I'm doing branding. And um, at the moment, I'm just trying to increase really my targeting of my awareness at the moment. <laughs> Very good, George. Very good. Well, George, I'm sure the real life rejections will come in due course, but perhaps we will have better luck uh, helping our listeners find customers from their Dream 100. Yes. Yeah. I think this is probably a... Um a better lesson for our listeners. Um, but I feel like an interesting opener nonetheless, Kevin. Definitely, definitely interesting. All right, Kev, what are we talking about today? Well, a quick recap of last week. We're talking about how to find your dream customers with the 80-20 rule and then documenting them in your dream customer avatar and then looking at how to get in their heads and talk to them in a way that they will listen. This week, we're looking at how to find a deep well of your dream customers with the Dream 100 concept we've been talking about. This is going to be a great episode, Kev, because what we've been doing up until now in the last couple of episodes is we've been laying the foundations in our five-step framework. We're in Be Ready. And as you just noted, Kev, we've done the hard work of identifying who our dream customers are, right? We've documented them with our avatar. And then we've gone on to start getting inside their heads and creating some messaging. But now we're actually going to share this concept called the Dream 100, which is going to tell you 
where to actually find a really deep well of these stream customers. Awesome, George. Let's dig right in. Okay, Kev. Well, I think we should start with maybe a bit of a definition of what what the Dream 100 is. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, the Dream 100 is not really just a list of the top 100 clients that you would like to land. It's actually a list of the top 100 influencers of those Dream clients. So your clients or your Dream clients are already congregating. They're already hanging out at different places online, right? They might be following certain blogs, they might be following certain podcasters, they might be attending certain events. The goal of the Dream 100 is to list all of those and then try and work your way in with the person who controls those audiences, the person who control, really the influencer within that Dream 100. And really the end goal, Kev, of the, the Dream 100 is to take your ideal buyers from, I have never heard of this company, to what is this company I keep hearing about, to yes, I think I've heard of this company, to yes, I've definitely heard of that company, and then eventually, okay, I will do business with that company. So using the Dream 100 as basically marketing touch points to get to your dream customers. That's right. It, it really differs from just making a list, and it's probably a bit different to like traditional uh, account-based marketing, right, where you just make a list of a hundred dream clients, and then you go after them one after one. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to reach the influences of those dream customers because each of those influences could have at least a hundred of your dream customers. Right, making that much more scalable as you get uh, as you close each of these dream one hundred places or places of influence or people of influence into your business to start backing you as a partner. You're effectively working on an account-based uh, manner to about a hunt to all their audience as well. That's right. Uh, account-based marketing is really working one to one, and this is the way of taking that same principle but doing it one to many. Do you remember the first time I told you about the Dream One Hundred? I do, George. Uh, you were talking about the book that you had read by Russell Bronson called Expert Secrets. The book covers the concept really well, but let me give you a real-world example. Okay, great. The example is a company called Humanitix. I actually worked for them back in my university days for just a semester. You could go and work for a company that had like a greater social purpose, which is a pretty awesome program. And they were just starting out there. And what this company does is they're like Ticketek and they facilitate tickets for certain events, except unlike Ticketek, they donate a portion of the booking fee to a charity. The reason I'm bringing it up, Kev, is... If you think from Humanitix's side, well, who are the influencers and decision makers for them there? Well, it's probably business owners, people who are organizing certain events. That's who they need to get in front of. What I've noticed over the last six months or so of following its founder, Adam, is he has actually been interviewing on different people's podcasts, contributing to different people's blogs, and he worked his way all the way up to HubSpot, where I saw this week he was actually on their podcast, which is an unbelievable thing for them. HubSpot have tens of thousands of business owners listening to them and using their platform all the time, and so many of them would be the target market for Humanitics. So just by leveraging one of his Dream 100, he's been able to get in front of tens of thousands of potential customers, which is a far more effective approach than using the typical account-based marketing approach, which is actually 
Kevin, what he got us to do when we were working with him back at university. He wanted us to pick up the phone and just call different people based on their top 100 dream customers and try and get them to use the platform, which you know is a very one-to-one approach. But this is so much more effective because now in just one interview, he's got out to tens of thousands of potential dream customers. That is a great example of the Dream 100 principle at work. You're always trying to leverage the audience and the reach of your Dream 100, get to more people than you could if you were doing it one-on-one or even one to few. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, It's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. Yeah, he definitely worked his way up there as well. He didn't start by going to HubSpot. He started by identifying who already had the eyeballs of the people who could use his product or service and then just looked at how he could be helpful to them and their audience and started working and chipping away over time at them. To really hit the point home, Kevin, if you're just doing account-based marketing and you're going after your top 100 dream customers directly, picking up the phone, trying to call them, you're just going to get that 100 But if you go after your Dream 100, the Dream 100 influencers, and each of them have, let's say, just a thousand of your dream customers listening to them, then that is essentially a hundred times a thousand of your prospect size, people who could eventually use your service. And what's a hundred times a thousand, Kev? hundred thousand. Very good. Very, very good. Full points to Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) That's such an important point, George, that scale and scalability of using the Dream 100 Okay, so the principle is pretty clear in theory. What are some of the different ways of finding those avenues to your Dream 100 and then to your Dream customers? Well, the first one that you can look at is say, we've got your Dream customer avatar. What websites do they go to to get information to help them in their everyday lives? Okay, so a classic place of where they're already going online. Using Humanitics, as from our example earlier, they're looking for decision makers and influencers of people who are hosting events. And so where do they go? What, top, what are the top websites that they often visit? Well, your event organizers are probably somewhat involved in the marketing and sales department as well, typically in that partnership sort of event space. That's why HubSpot was such an excellent place for him to get his voice heard. Mm, Most of those businesses would be using something like HubSpot, if not HubSpot itself. And that probably extends, Kevin, to all the other suite of CRM tools out there. Definitely other CRMs, George. That makes a lot of sense. For our listeners who maybe are struggling to think about anything outside of websites as an online channel for where the dream customers go to find your dream 100, maybe we'll just rattle off a few more examples of where to find these dream 100s online. Think about what groups that your dream customers might be in already. For B2B, that might be LinkedIn, but it could also be Facebook. 
Using Humanitics again as an example, are, are there any event organization groups that are already there together? Are there any small business communities that are already there? And if so, that has a whole host of potential dream customers right in there because that's your target demo. Yeah, that's a great one. And one that probably is closely related is who are the most influential people that the dream customers might follow on social channels like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. And we don't just have to stop at the channels where you actively engage with people. We can even look at what podcasts do they listen to? That's right. Maybe these influential people are producing podcasts or maybe they just produce podcasts that your dream customers are looking at. Seek those podcasts out. There's ways to get on there through advertising. But as George mentioned in his example with Humanitics, sometimes just appearing as a guest on those podcasts can do the trick, if not better than advertising. Yeah, with all of these different places, we've discussed before how you can either work your way in or buy your way in. And with podcasting, the example would be working your way in is trying to appear as a guest on that person's show and then be heard by all of their audience, some of which are your dream customers, or buy your way in, which would be essentially buying an advertisement on their podcast. Similarly, you can ask yourself, what newsletters are they subscribed to? What channels are they following on YouTube? What keywords are they searching for in Google to find information that's useful to them? By looking at each of these and making a list of them, you're getting a fantastic idea of where it is that your dream customers are already living online. So you don't have to start trying to generate traffic from zero. There's traffic out there already on the internet. They're already in certain places and you just got to work on getting in front of that existing traffic. Awesome, George. Lots of ideas there about how to find your dream 100. But if you're in a really niche space, listeners, and you're struggling to get to 100 of your dream influences to your dream customers, there's another way to go about this. You can expand your search by looking at complementary businesses to your niche. That's right. Looking at us as an example or my agency, we are in the digital marketing space, but our niche is in actually doing strategy and some parts of execution for B2B businesses. But there's a lot of parts in digital marketing that we don't do. We don't directly do people's websites. We don't directly do people's creative, but those businesses also exist within what you would call our sub-market. So those businesses are actually complementary because they could be potential referrers of business to my business. Another great example is if you provide software services to a business, things like IT, maybe you want to partner with whoever provides the hardware for those businesses and you could potentially arrange a deal where you preload your software into those pieces of hardware to make it easier to sell your services on as well. As well as this, you can build training programs that are complementary to the hardware business, but are free and get to your seat at the table with their clients. And I really encourage our listeners to try and get to that 100 mark. It seems intimidating, but you should be able to reach it, particularly once you expand your searches to these complementary businesses within your niche. And once you find one Dream 100 influencer in any of these channels, you can have a think about who are the others that are competing with them. Okay, Kev, we've got our list of our Dream 100 now. We've gone through and we've done the hard work and we've identified the top 100 places that our dream customers are already congregating online. And as we said, if we can work our way into those, then we can get in front of potentially hundreds of thousands of dream customers. Now, the question is, we've identified them. What are we actually going to do with our list of our Dream 100? And the answer to that is to dig your well before you're thirsty. One of my favorite podcasters, another digital marketing podcast, but we should mention nonetheless, Timbo Reid, he actually puts it in his book, The Boomerang Effect, really simply. 
It's about just being helpful. Now we're trying to work our way in with this Dream 100 with the goal of eventually asking for something back. It might be a webinar that you have that is eventually going to lead people into your funnel. But before we ask the influencer of our Dream 100, hey, you know, we have this webinar coming up that's going to be helpful to your listeners. You have to start building a relationship with them. There's some great ways that you can go and be helpful in these different channels within this Dream 100 that we're talking about. One of them that George likes to do because he loves the social attention is jumping into the Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups of our own Dream 100 and contributing something of value because there's always people asking questions, looking for a little bit of guidance, and we can offer our expertise in those spaces. Yeah, you're an expert at something, aren't you? And that's why you're in the business that you're in. And it's your job to go and share that expertise online, which is an inherently helpful thing to do. It's just about making sure that you're being helpful in the right spaces where your Dream 100 have set up their channel and your Dream customers are already looking for that information. Yeah, so if it's a Facebook group, the audience within that Facebook group get to know you and they get to know your name The person who controls that Facebook group, who is the one who would say is in our Dream 100, will start to notice you. And from there, you can actually start to build a relationship with that owner because you've contributed something of value to their audience over time. And it's a great in for you to that owner. It's also a two-way street, something we haven't really explained in that much detail. But a lot of the times, we're already getting a lot of value out of these Dream 100 influencers ourselves. And we want to give back. And that's where we really start. One example is for us, we keep talking about the small business, big marketing podcast by Timbo Reed, but that's because we got so much great value out of that podcast by Timbo. And that's why we contribute back to his group on Facebook to help his audience. And I would encourage our listeners to not only contribute to these groups and to help the listeners or the audience of that Dream 100, but to try and make contact after some time of doing that with the owner of the audience itself. It's great to try and think outside the box to stay on their radar as well. It might not just be sending them something helpful to them in their professional life, but maybe also their personal life. With Timbo, I saw, um, I think it was on his Facebook or on his LinkedIn, he's a big ocean swimmer. He loves ocean swimming. So I thought an awesome thing that he would love was to get a set of budgie smugglers made. They're just some Speedos that you wear, but they're branded budgie smugglers. And we got his podcast logo printed on the side and sent it off to him from us. And I mean, what kind of person wouldn't get back in touch with you to thank you after that? So that actually started creating a dialogue between us. And it was something that I genuinely really did because I did really appreciate all the amazing content that he's put out there. And he's such a big inspiration behind why I'm in marketing. So I was happy to do it. And He was more than happy to receive it and he told me he wears them on his ocean swims every morning and now there's a dialogue between us. And one day, Kevin, one day, I might ask Timbo for something back, but only when it's in his interest and in his audience's interest. But I'm at least on his radar. The worst time to ask something of someone is on the day that you need them to promote something for you. That is not a great way to start a relationship at all. That's right. Even though we're talking about it as a concept in itself and almost like a tactic, it's just formalizing the thought process around building relationships with the people that will benefit your business and help you get your dream customers. At the end of the day, it's still about building relationships with the people in your business ecosystem. 
It's common sense to almost everything you can do online. Pretty often I receive connection requests on LinkedIn or with people messaging me and they're trying to sell me something straight away. When really what they should be doing is trying to get to know me first, talk to me, find out about me and my pain points. And then from there, they can actually go, hey, you know, we've spoken, we have a relationship. Those pain points you were talking about earlier, I actually think I can help you out with those and have a solution. That's right. If you think about it from your own angle, you'd help a friend or an acquaintance with doing something, but you probably wouldn't do the same thing with a stranger that you've just met. Yeah, it's the same reason that I don't start conversations on Hinge with, hey, will you marry me? Instead, I'm just trying to think of something funny to (laughs) engage them with and then, uh, you know, eventually maybe get them to a date. And then, you know, who knows down the road? That's a much longer path. I think, to conversion than our listeners need to take. Although things in the B2B world can move a little slow. Well, before we dig any deeper into George's love life, let's go to the key takeaway from this episode. Get into the heads of your dream customers, find your dream 100 influencers, and from there, start being helpful. I would say be helpful, be patient as well. This stuff doesn't work overnight. It can take months of relationship building before you ask for something back. So be patient is something else I would say, and and be kind, be genuine. There's not enough of that out there. There definitely isn't. And as George said, being patient is key here as well. So make sure you stick at it and soon the floodgates will open. All right, listeners, so remember to find your dream and 100 influencers to reach your dream customers. And from there, start being helpful. It's that easy, Kevin. Just start being helpful, be kind, be patient. Now, what's on next week? We're going to be digging into building basic visibility online for your business. And we're not just going to talk about it from a 10,000 foot view. We're going to give you some great tips on how to start that process. As always, you can find links to everything we've discussed in the show notes. And we'll chat to you next week. Great. Thank you, Kev, for your time. And thank you very much, listeners. Cheers. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook, the easier way to champion your business online.